Welcome to the I Ching with Clarity podcast. This episode and the one before it are for you if you're utterly new to the I Ching. They contain a complete beginner's course that will take you from knowing nothing about the book at all to being able to consult the oracle for yourself. This will make it much easier for you to understand what I'm talking about in subsequent episodes. If you're not a newcomer to the I Ching, if you're already familiar with hexagrams and trigrams and changing lines, then you'll probably want to skip ahead and start listening again at episode 9. Hexagrams and changing lines. So you have your reading, Yi's answer to your question. The first step to understanding it is to have an overview of how the different parts fit together. Actually, wait, that's not true. The very first step to understanding is to recognize that this normally takes time. There may be parts of your reading that just jump out and speak to you absolutely clearly. Ye can be like that, especially for newcomers. But it's normal to need to spend some time reflecting on a reading and letting it sink in. In other words, if you don't understand it all at first, this does not mean anything is wrong. It means you're at the beginning of the process of connecting to a Yi Jing reading, where heaven knows how many millions of people have begun before you, and still more will after you. All is well. Now, the second step to understanding is to get an overview of the parts of your reading, the different roles they play, and how they fit together. This is key to getting the message of your reading as a whole, and it's also how you avoid getting baffled by apparent contradictions between the different parts. If you use Clarity's free online eaching reading, then at the top of the page you'll see the primary hexagram on the left changing to the relating hexagram on the right. The primary hexagram is the hexagram you cast. This is the basis of your answer, like the setting and scenario for a film, or the subject of a lesson. For instance, what if I tried this? Already across. You'd be already across the river, and that means this. Or, how can I reach that? Answer, waiting. You need to wait. And here's how you do that. Start reading here, with your primary hexagram's name and oracle texts. About translation and commentary. Almost any Yi Jing book will include the translator's commentary, their ideas about what the hexagrams and lines can mean in a reading. Of course, this can be very helpful, but it is only the translator's ideas, and they won't always apply to your unique situation. All that really matters is what Yi says. Make sure you can tell which words are from Yi, and which are just from the translator. In Clarity's online reading, the words of the oracle are in italics and followed by the commentary. If your primary hexagram included some changing lines, then the changing lines reveal the relating hexagram. There are many ways it can work together with the primary hexagram. See the fourth module of the Yijing Foundations course for an in-depth explanation. But the two most useful ways to think of it are as the backdrop to the reading and what it's about for you or the relationship you have to the basic situation as it's represented in the primary hexagram. In the relating hexagram, you read the main texts about this hexagram as a whole, 
but none of the line texts. And Clarity's free reading automatically displays only those texts that are actually part of your reading. Each line of your primary hexagram could be stable, or it could be changing into its opposite, from solid to broken, or vice versa. If you cast your reading with coins, you noted down which lines were changing, which had a value of 6 or 9 as you cast them. If you cast your reading online, the results page will either show you a single hexagram with no changing lines, or two hexagrams if you had a line or lines changing. Getting started interpreting. Give it time. First, and most important, as I said in the last section, this takes time. Readings aren't usually instant gratification. They're a conversation and a journey. I suggest you think more of listening and relating to your reading rather than interpreting it right away. Breathe. Settle in. Let your imagination play with the images and enjoy them. And give your whole self, not just your intellect, the chance to engage with your reading by taking a rest, going for a walk, sleeping on it. This is not a race. This is your reading. The answer will emerge from your honesty with yourself, your confidence with ye, and your faith in your own intuition. All things that can and will grow naturally as you get to know the oracle. What follows is a straightforward approach to interpretation that provides some fertile ground for that growth. Read what it says. In the first place, read your question and read the words of the Yi Jing as an answer. Aloud is good, if you can. And just Yi's words. Don't worry about the translator's commentaries. Read through your whole reading. All of the texts of the primary hexagram, any moving lines you've received, and the relating hexagram, if any. There's a natural tendency, we all have it, to selective interpretation. Concentrating on just the one small part of your answer that says what you wish it would say, or what you're afraid it might say. So, read it all. As you read, keep remembering the question this is answering, and keep paying attention to your own response to Yi's words. This is where the reading happens. Yi speaks, and something in you resonates in response. You don't need to work out the answer so much as you need to listen for it. As you read, Differentiate between the parts of the reading. Start with the primary hexagram. Here's what your answer's about, what kind of situation this is. The moving lines are the core of the reading, and the most direct answer to your question. If they say something different from the hexagrams, the lines take precedence. The relating hexagram is most often your hexagram. See if you recognise yourself in your position here. Engage with your reading through questions. A reading's a conversation. It begins with a question, and you bring it to life by asking yourself questions. For example, what do I recognise here? What does this remind me of? Conversations, situations, habits or emotions. How does it fit with my normal patterns of thought about this? Or does it perhaps not fit at all? What's my emotional response to this? And if this answer were a question, what might it be asking me? 
you can ask yourself about the reading as a whole and about every element of it. Each time you ask and listen for the answer, you're hearing more of your reading. What to do if you're stuck and the answer makes no sense? As you mull over your reading, you're probably experiencing one of two reactions. Aha! Or, huh? If it's aha, if you're enveloped by an extraordinary feeling of being understood and recognised, if deep knowledge you never imagined you had is stirring within you, if you can feel the first tremors of a great inner explosion of new ideas, if you're smiling at the book or weeping over it, then congratulations, you are one of the lucky and gifted few. Most of us don't achieve this immediate rapport with the Yijing on our first reading. I certainly didn't. So, if it's... Huh? Then what next? First, understand there is nothing wrong with the Yijing, and there's nothing wrong with you. This oracle's been working well for some 3,000 years. You're most unlikely to have broken it. And your intuition is, in a way, much older, and also not breakable. Don't worry. Given time and acceptance, this will work for you. Next, don't think, it hasn't worked, and try again. That way lies perfect confusion and giving up in disappointment. Respect and honour the oracle, and respect and honour yourself for caring enough to ask this question, with the gift of time and attention. Reread. Keep a record of your reading. Absorb its images, sleep on it, hold it lightly in your mind. Answers emerge when you're ready, often when you least expect them. Have a look at the translator's commentary. I keep on and on warning you against taking the translator's commentary too seriously. It's not the ye, it's just someone else's idea of what it says, and it obviously can't take into account your specific question. But having said that, the best commentaries are based on both long-standing traditions and a whole lot of reading experiences. They can help. Get some help. I started the Eching community at Clarity back in 2001, and its members have been sharing reading experiences and helping one another ever since, with real generosity of spirit. I'd love for you to join. You can do that at onlineclarity.co.uk forward slash join. Consider asking a follow-up question. Once you have a sense of what the answer's saying, you may still feel you need more insight. Then you might consider if there's a follow-up question you need to ask. For instance, what about accepting the job? Might lead to follow-up questions such as, what effect would it have on my relationship with X if I accepted? Or, what would the new workload be like? Not to mention, what would it mean for me to turn down the job? When you're standing at a crossroads, it's often interesting to have a look down both the roads you might take. The idea of a follow-up reading is to read its answer together with the previous one to get a more complete picture, not to replace a reading you didn't understand or didn't like. And finally, consider whether ye might be answering something else. 
he will always answer you. This almost always means it will answer the question you put to it. This is something you can rely on. And to build a working relationship with the Yi Jing, you do need to place your trust in this and assume that Yi's answered your question straightforwardly. Otherwise, there's always the temptation to say, no, that can't be right, it must be about something else entirely. A favourite one, that can't be about me, it must be about the other person. But occasionally, you'll have an answer that isn't merely puzzling, it simply doesn't connect with your question. And then you need to consider the possibility that it's speaking to you about something else. There might be something important happening, or about to happen, that you're unaware of. There might also be something important happening that you are aware of, but were trying to avoid by asking about something else. And that, speaking from way too much experience, never works. Politely avoiding difficult subjects is not something Yi does. Don't drive yourself spare trying to work out what your reading's about. That will become clear soon enough. Hold the answer lightly in mind, go about your life, and let the connections happen. And live your reading. Keep on giving it your time and attention. Meditative and playful, imaginative and focused, waking and sleeping. Why the question matters. You familiarised yourself with how the I Ching works. You're conversant with primary and relating hexagrams, trigrams and changing lines. You've started a conversation with the oracle and begun interpreting your own readings. So why does this module go all the way back to the beginning and start over with the question? Because I hope you want to develop an enduring, supportive, creative relationship with this extraordinary oracle. And for that, an understanding of the question is supremely important. Here are five reasons why the question matters. First, it's the key to understanding the reading. The question opens your conversation with the oracle. Then, when you're interpreting, you're simply understanding hexagrams and lines as an answer to your question. That's what a reading is. Second, it clarifies your own intent. It's not so much about choosing a question as finding the one you're really asking. And just knowing the question you're living with is a great gift in itself. It's helpful in purely practical terms, helping you to see the next step, and it also shapes your desires into a container for conversation. If you'd like some more help finding your question, with no obligation to order anything, have a look at the I Ching readings page at Clarity. Even if I'm not available to talk now, you can always download a very helpful question-finding workbook called Ways of Opening. Third, a confused question makes a confusing reading, and a clear question is the first step to an answer you can relate to. Fourth, your questions create your unique relationship with Yi. No two people have quite the same relationship with Yi, and no two people ask quite the same questions. The questions you ask are an expression of your beliefs, character, and choices. Fifth, and so, asking a new question is a creative act. A new question can change your experience of readings, or change your experience altogether. Asking how, when you normally ask 
what will happen, or asking why when you normally ask how, or about spiritual practice when you normally ask about relationships, or about which phone to buy when you normally ask about spiritual practice. All these changes can enrich and expand. Finding your real question. Before you think about putting your question into words, just immerse yourself in it. Let all the issues, hopes, and fears involved bubble up to the surface. Writing or talking it through with a friend might help. I normally write out all the circumstances, dilemmas, and emotions behind my question in my reading journal before I cast. I find this helps to bring these things firmly to consciousness. It keeps me from squirming away from the difficult parts, and that clarifies the whole conversation. It's also really useful to refer to when I'm looking through my journal later. Odd but true, best preparation for bringing a real question to the oracle is to ask yourself some searching questions. Think of it as the beginning of the conversation. The Yijing is already asking silently, "How can I help? What do you need me to show you?" So ask yourself, "What's brought me to the oracle? What do I need to know? What difference do I want this reading to make?" The question that emerges from this process will often fit into one of those templates I suggested earlier. What do I need to understand about this? Or what best to do about this? Or how can I? Or what if I? In other words, you might be asking for a description, or for advice, or for prediction. Any of these is fine, and often a single situation will lead you to ask each kind of question in turn. You just need to be clear in your own mind about what you're asking. Are there any wrong questions? Not really. No, there's certainly no topic you can't ask about. Though people who try to use the oracle for immoral ends are unlikely to enjoy its answers. Also, the wording of your question isn't that important. You're not spending time on the question so as to explain things to the yi, and make sure it doesn't get the wrong end of the stick. You're doing this so that you know what you mean. Having said that, there are some ways of asking that make it much harder to understand or use the answer, and you'll want to avoid these. Take, for instance, the question: "Am I going to become a millionaire and marry the man of my dreams?" There are a few problems with that one. First, there are two questions here, and they need asking one at a time. That's a good general rule: one thing at a time. That also means that. Should I go out with him, or should I stay in and study stock trading? Doesn't work well, because it's going to be very hard to tell which option the answer's talking about. Instead of "Should I do A or B?", ask, "What if I did A?" and then, "What if I did B?" Back to our original silly question, now reduced to, "Am I going to become a millionaire?" There are just two possible answers to that: yes or no. And among the Yi's sixty-four hexagrams and three hundred and eighty-four lines, there isn't one for either yes or no. That doesn't mean it won't give you a straight answer. It really will. It's just that it's designed to talk about the full complexity of the real world. 
which leads us to the basic silliness of the question. If I asked you this question, how would you answer? Maybe, uh, I don't know, what are you planning to do about it? That would be sensible of you. And yet, it's extraordinary how many people encounter an oracle and seem to forget who's actually in the driver's seat of their lives. Maybe that's because we have this deep superstition that oracles are meant to tell your fortune. They really aren't, and never have been. In other words, we have free will. What we do influences the outcome, as a rule. And it's also the one part of the picture we can change. And Yijing does not translate as classic book of sitting waiting for fate to happen. There are more creative, more interesting questions to ask than what will happen to me. How about if I continue to devote my life utterly to promoting my new musical toothpicks, what does my financial future look like? Or whatever, but you see what I mean. As a question for Yi Jing, this is a radical improvement. Rules for beginners Ask about one thing at a time. Instead of, should I do this or that, ask, what if I do this? Don't ask for a yes or no. If you really wanted just a yes or a no answer, you'd toss one coin once. So what kind of answer do you want? Instead of, should I, ask, what if I? Instead of, will it happen, you could ask, what will happen? Or you could simply wait and see. Make a habit of asking about your own choices and feelings, not other people's. If you want to know something about someone else, 99.98% of the time, your best option is to talk with them, not with ye. Write your question down before you cast the reading. Getting halfway into a reading only to wonder which question it's answering is no fun. I'd also suggest keeping your question as open as possible, free from assumptions. For instance, how did I do is better than what did I do wrong? And what to expect is better than what to guard against? That way, ye can confirm your suspicions, but you're also leaving space for it to show you something completely new. On the same principle of keeping things open to learn something new, I find starting with understanding, what do I need to know, sometimes works better than jumping straight to action. What if I do this or this? Suggested questions. This final section is just here to give you some ideas. Maybe it'll contain some questions you hadn't thought of asking or realised you could ask. It's good to vary the kind of question you ask and the topics you ask about. That way you experience the same light of meaning shining through all your experience. We moderns have a tendency to put everyday life and spiritual understanding into separate boxes. The Yijing demolishes the boxes and restores the connection. Decisions Ancient Chinese kings might have asked whether to go into battle. The modern business owner might ask whether to launch a new product. I've also seen Yi help with decisions about relationships, moving house, legal options, 
which course of doctoral study to pursue, and which phone to buy. Any time you're standing at a crossroads, you can ask the oracle to show you what each direction would look like. The simplest way is normally to ask, what if I took this path? But also, don't be shy of asking simply, which way? Perhaps there might be another road you hadn't noticed. Relationships I found that most people turn to the Yi for its ability to help in their relationships, maybe because relationships are our constant growing edge as human beings. Yi's answers are extraordinarily sensitive to the nuances of human connection. Parents and children, friends, soulmates, marriage partners, business partners. For myself, I have Yi to thank for life-changing relationship advice. A wonderful friendship rescued from the brink, understanding restored where I was being obtuse, not to mention, once or twice, the insight to give up and let it go. Also, in the weeks leading up to my mother's death, Yi showed me how to open up that relationship for connection and healing. I will always be grateful. You can ask for guidance in growing a relationship. You can ask for advice to hold in mind during a difficult conversation an awkward conversation with a relative, or reaching out to a friend or asking for a raise. Also, you can ask where a relationship might be headed if you put your heart and soul into it. Such readings can reveal tremendous possibilities, and they can save you some heartache. You could ask, how could I help him? Or, what if I moved in? Or, what can I do to improve communication between us? Intentions Readings begin with your intent, which gives rise to your question or questions. Whatever that intent is, emotional equilibrium, meaningful work, better sales figures, attracting a cellmate, if you can desire it, you can ask ye for advice on how to move towards it. It's as simple as asking how to, or perhaps better, what would be my best next step towards this? Other questions that can help are, how am I doing with this? A kind of oracular report card, that one, not for the faint of heart. Or, what if I tried this? Or, how best to tackle this obstacle? Looking into the future. The Yijing offers profound insight into the present, and by its nature, that casts light into the future. I find the most creative way to work with this is to look more closely at your options. What effect would it have on my workload if I took this on? Or, how would this affect my children? Or, what if we tried this? Also, it's surprising how often, when I think I'm desperate to know what will happen in the future, what I'm really looking for is a sense of what to do with myself now. Sometimes it's simpler and more honest just to ask for that. Growth Hard to think of a question that doesn't fall under this heading, really. Every reading is about greater awareness and connection, and you never know what subject will suddenly open out into broader vistas while Yi's answers to the big questions may turn out to focus in on practical specifics. 
possible questions for self-awareness and growth? Please show me an image of myself at present. How can I change my reaction to this? Why do I feel this way? Please give me a guiding principle for the coming year of my life. When you're ready, asking what is my calling can bring an extraordinary release of energy. An especially powerful combination is to ask two questions. One about your calling, one about your unique gifts. The two readings tend to work together in revealing ways. My favorite question? What do I need to know now? Nothing more than that. No agenda, no preconceptions. This is a quiet, meditative approach to the I Ching, allowing you to interact with it in a completely different way, and allowing it to draw your attention to whatever you're not seeing. Try this as well as the more specific, direct questions, simply opening yourself to whatever the universe has to tell you in this moment. Congratulations! You've completed the Beginner's I Ching course. You've got good insight into the questions you can ask, you know how to cast your own readings, and you can find your way round an answer with some clarity. And in subsequent episodes, when I talk about hexagrams and trigrams and moving lines, you'll know what it's all about. For now, if you haven't already done so, do visit onlineclaritycouk forward slash podcast to subscribe to the podcast, so you'll get notified when the next episode comes out. And thank you for listening. Listening.